You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham. And we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. We are so excited that you're here today because you are in for a big, big treat. One of our most favorite people is joining us today, and I am going to let Lisa introduce her. Drum roll, please, Lisa. (laughs) Well, hi, Chrissy. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. (laughs) Now, we are so excited to have Holly Knight on with us today. As you've heard in the past, Holly's been on the Wonder Podcast before. She's one of our dear friends. And she is here to talk about her new book. I mean, we have an author in the house. New author. (laughs) Author in the house. So we're super excited for you to share with us. So Holly, welcome to the show. Thank you both. And you left out one word, exhausted author. Okay. (laughs) But yes. Yeah. I am here. (laughs) She was so, just sharing a little bit of her journey with us of being an author. So um, she's had some a lot of experiences and she is tired. I just told her the Lord's going to use this in a big, big way. Anytime you have truth. to shift gears like that. And it goes along with the title of your book, Stubborn Obedience. Stubborn. Um, Where did that, that title that. come from? So I, when I first started writing this book. It's my first time ever to write a book. And I knew I was supposed to write this book for many years and I was disobedient. So that's funny that I was disobedient to write a book called Stubborn Obedience. But I put it off and I tried different avenues, ghostwriter, just different ways of getting it done that didn't require a lot of work from me. And, you know, that's not how the Lord rolls. Uh, he wanted me to roll up my sleeves and, and uh, do this no. through his power and his strength. And so I didn't know how to even start writing a book. And I had some really good advice early on that just this woman said, you need to just start writing and you need to be obedient. And God is going to bring the right people into your life as you step out in faith. So I did. But my question was, how do I even do this? Is this like a Word document? Or is this like a, is there a software that you use to write books? I didn't even know how to do that. So I started in a Word document and uh, just through a series of events, I had a writing coach uh, that I was introduced to and I started working with her and we started having weekly conversations and she asked me, what is the theme of this book? And I said, it's the faithfulness of God in my life. And she said, but what was required of you? My response to her, just the first thing out of my mouth was stubborn obedience. And she goes, oh my goodness, that's the name of the book. And I said, what? (laughs) 
And she said, she goes, that's it. And so it was, it was just that it was, it was just through a conversation of what God did for me, but what was required from me. And it was stubborn obedience. And we kind of joked about that because I am very stubborn. And a lot of times that word can come with a negative connotation. But when you think about it, we serve a very stubborn God. He is stubbornly faithful to us. And you see people in the Mm, Bible that were just stubborn in their belief that God is who he says he is. And so I have been called stubborn my whole life, but I kind of wanted to flip the script on that word and use it in a, in a positive way and just say, I'm stubborn. Yes, I am. But man, I was stubbornly obedient to the thing that God called me to do. And so that's where, that's where the the name came from. Okay, Holly. So if people know you, they know you as mom of five ministry singer, worship leader, you've worn a lot of hats in your very young age. Okay. So you decided to add author to your uh, repertoire of giftings. And let me just say off the cuff here that Holly is a very gifted writer and she's had a blog through the years. And I had a chance to kind of look at a few of the chapters ahead of time and it's incredible. She is really, truly one of the most gifted writers I mean, it was a pleasure to read that. And so when you get to this point in your life where you're, where you're trying to be obedient to the Lord and we'll share, we'll let you share the story, kind of the overall arching theme of the book in a minute. But as you, as you take this on, how did you find the bandwidth to, because you wear a lot of hats and you guys are traveling a lot and all this, when did you fit this in? I've written a book and I, I know the time commitment and the deadlines and all the kind of things. How did that play out in your everyday life? uh, Very difficult. I, which is why I tried going through different avenues beforehand, like a ghostwriter and that type of thing, because I, I knew what I was in for with this. It was, I would write 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, an hour here, an hour there. I always had my laptop Mm -hmm. with me. Every church that we go to on the weekends, I would ask for a quiet room. While Bradley was rehearsing the choir, I would be in, you know, the pastor's office writing, or I would find a Sunday school classroom somewhere with my computer and write. So I wrote this book in probably 10 different states, four different time zones, just all over the place. And it was just as I could fit it in. I, I wrote it and I, and I didn't know that I could write. I didn't know that I was, had the ability to do that always in my head growing up. And even as I was married, I always had words come to my head and I always felt that it was, they were coming to my head because I was supposed to speak them. I've always felt very comfortable speaking in front of people and addressing large crowds. And, and I always felt that that was my, why I had all all of, I mean, just sermons come to my head all the time. And then once I finally sat down and started typing and started writing, I said, oh, this is what that was. This wasn't necessarily sermons. This was blogs. This was chapters. This was books that were coming to me all this time. And I never figured out that I was supposed to write down what was coming to my head. Now I know that. And now I've got this blog and, and, you know, when things come to my head, I'll write it down. But, um, but I didn't know that all these years, I just thought God was giving me all these things to say, but I had nowhere to say them (laughs) 
I, I was not, I wasn't on stages anywhere. <laughs> I wasn't, I mean, you know, I was singing, but not speaking. And so, mm-hmm. so now I, I kind of figured it out. Oh, this is what this has been all these years. I was supposed to be writing this, but I didn't know I could do mm-hmm. that until I started. And it was a labor. It was difficult. And, and um, my writing coach, she told me, this is going to be the most work you've ever done. And I said, no, it's not. I've adopted two kids from Uganda. This won't be the most work I've ever done, but man, it was a close second. And it, the writing process and the adoption process very much paralleled each other. Um, and even things that I was writing about Mm, in the book for the adoption, I was, I was experiencing similar things in real life at the same time. And so, and God really used that in my life to, I, I think, draw out emotions and help me write a little bit with more clarity. And so it was very, very difficult. And I sobbed like a baby that when I hit save on my last chapter and all of my kids were there, I probably freaked them out, but it was an ugly cry, but I was just so thankful to be done with it. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Well, I've never written a book and this is why, because I hear horror stories, (laughs) but um, it is on my bucket list to do one day. So tell us exactly what the book's about. What did the Lord lay on your heart to write? Well, when we were adopting our two youngest in Uganda, I was blogging during that time. This was, it'll be 10 years ago this fall. Can you believe that? That's crazy. But I was blogging about our experience while we were there. And it was just a horrible, horrific time of our lives during this adoption. A very miraculous time, but also just hard. And I was blogging our entire experience. And while I was in Uganda, I had a couple publishers reach out and say, well, we, you need to write this book. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I need to get home first. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, there's no way I can yeah. do this. And and then they reached out to me after I got home and I said, no, I am now the mom of five kids, seven and under, and I don't go to the bathroom by myself. I will not be writing a book. <laughs> You've got my blogs. If you need to put, like, knock yourself out. So, um, so, but yeah. I, but the whole time I knew in the back of my mind, I have got to put the story of God's faithfulness in writing one day. I knew that I was supposed to do that. And I had several people speak into me and encourage me through the years. And I just, I didn't want to go back there in my mind because it was so difficult. I think I didn't want to relive it. And that was another part that was very exhausting about this process was having to go back there in my mind and in my emotions and kind of dig up some of the stuff that I went through and relive it. And that was very, very difficult. And I think that right there is probably the number one reason why I didn't write it sooner was because I was scared to go back there in my mind um, and to relive, relive some of that. So, uh, but, but now I just, it got to the point where God just would not let me go with this. And so the story, I mean, the book is about um, our adoption process. It's, I mean, start to finish. Lisa, you are very much in this book because you are a very huge part of this for us. But the format of my book is a little bit different because as crazy as our story is, I still don't think like, I still don't feel like my family is interesting enough to fill an entire book just about us. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. I would beg to differ. I disagree. I disagree I think too. I could write I'm, a book. I, that's probably true. Just following you I on Instagram. I could write a book about how many times I've stuck my foot in my mouth, but that's a whole nother book for a whole nother day. That's it. I'm not that interested in <laughs> our family. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we're that interesting. So the format of this book is you get the first half of each chapter is narrative or it's our story. And then the second half of each chapter, we transition to the reader. We talk about the truths that we can kind of extrapolate from my story that apply to you where you are right now. And we bring in, um, we, me, I wrote it, not we, I, I bring in Bible stories and illustrations from the word of God that kind of hit home a little bit with where I am in my story and apply that to your life as the reader. So it's, it's half memoir, half Christian living, I guess. Yeah. I, I I loved that part of it too, Holly, how, um, and you might have plans for this, but the whole book could be turned into a Bible study just because of all of the application, the biblical application in the in the book, it's just excellent. So I know that you grew up in a in a ministry family. Bradley grew up in a ministry family. You guys are in ministry. What did your roots play in the hard parts of the story? And I I did walk this with you when you were in Uganda back home, um, you know, kind of watching it all unfold. And I know it, it was very difficult on days, but what, it, what did you tap into during that time? And I know your family is so important to you. How did, how did growing up and having that faith from a young child well, help you in those days? Um, I was raised in a minister's home and, and I was in church 20 times a week, it felt like. And I had such great biblical teaching and theology drilled into me from an early age. But beyond that, I saw my parents walk it out at home. I saw the faithfulness of God exhibited to me Mm. because our family is, uh, we're not strangers to heartache and difficulty. We had a house that burned down when I was in the fifth grade and I, we lost everything. And I watched my parents have faith in the Lord and show their faith strong during that time. And uh, it really marked me and my brother and my sister. My dad struggled with cancer for 20 years before the Lord took him home. And we saw him faithfully serve and worship the Lord in the midst of very, very difficult days with his sickness. And so, um, and, and through transitions and, and jobs and this and that with my, with my parents, we just, I just saw it lived out. And I, I saw the faithfulness of God in real time, in real life. And, and so that being said, there were times though in Uganda, and even after we got home with these babies where I told the Lord, if this is what serving you looks like, I'm out. I can't do this. This is too Mm. hard. Please don't ask me to do anything Mm -hmm. ever again. In fact, I don't even know if I can talk to you for a while. And that's that's pretty um, raw, but it's the truth. It's just, it was so hard that I didn't know if I could keep going. But even then, God was just so faithful to me. And, And he wasn't scared 
by or or turned off by my emotions and the words that were coming out of my mouth, thank God. Um, and he stuck with me and he, cause he had a plan and he just wouldn't let me go, but it was, I, so I don't want to say that, you know, I just had faith and everything turned out great. And you know, Lord just came through cause that's not true. And I, I even, I talk about it in the book. I talk about it a lot. (laughs) It's, it's a pretty real, real narrative there, but I just, there were times when I really questioned if I, if I could go through with it or if I wanted to keep serving the Lord. He was just so mm-hmm. faithful and tender and gentle with me. He he stayed with me and stuck with me and wooed me back to him <laughs> as as he does so often. So so it was difficult, but God was beyond faithful. Yeah. I love that. When we um hear about and I know this is you know, this is what the book's about, so I don't want to give away too much. But if you think through the book, what is your most favorite <sighs> chapter? Like what chapter did you write? And you're like, oh, this is awesome. I love this part. This is the most favorite oh, part of our story. That's a great question. So I have a favorite <laughs> chapter, but then I have one that I think is the most important. I'll say the most important first, and then I'll say the favorite. The most important chapter is called Akananda, and that is my son's Ugandan name. And it talks about us changing his name. His name was Mumwata James and Mumwata Mm. in their language. And you'll get the backstory of all of this in the book, but in in their language, it means dumped or trash. And that's what they called him. And so we changed his name to James William Akononda. Akononda in their language means God has chosen me. And so during that chapter, I I tell the story of James's, of James's name, his name change. But then, oh, just as quickly as I can, I transition into, we are all James. Our sin called us trash. Our, our sin separated us from God. But God came looking for us. He chose us. We are now adopted into his family. And I lay out the gospel message through the lens of adoption and then give people the opportunity to respond to that. I have got a prayer uh, that people can pray and accept Christ. And it's all about, do you want to be adopted into this family today? Because you can, all you have to do is pray. And then, you know, welcome to the family. You've got brothers and sisters now. And so I think that's the most important chapter in the entire book, because my prayer is that people that don't know Christ as their savior will, after reading that book, I mean, that chapter specifically. So that's the most important. My favorite chapter though, is one that's called, That's My Daughter. And it is the story of us meeting Jolie for the first time in the orphanage and how filthy she was and, and just sick and dirty. And, um, she was not well and she was kind of thrust at me from one of the orphanage workers. And it just took my breath away. And just in all of her, her filth and her dirtiness, I just lost my breath because of how much I loved her. And I just said, that's my daughter. I had such a physical reaction to her. And later on, I was kind of processing that because I didn't have that physical reaction with James. My reaction that I had to Jolie was even more than I had when I met my own biological daughters, which was crazy, but she was just so needy. And it just, it made my heart stop beating. And and I 
it took me a while to figure out that my reaction to her is God's reaction to me. I mean, he loses his breath over how much he loves me, even in my filth, even mm-hmm. in my sickness, even in my neediness. And, and even with, he doesn't ask me to clean myself up. He doesn't ask me to, to fix myself or to feed myself or to heal myself. How can I? I can't. It's the same as Jolie. She was a baby who was sick and filthy and needed care. And it would be like me looking at her going, go clean yourself up. You're nasty. You're you're sick. Go, go mm-hmm. heal yourself. There, she, how can mm-hmm. she? She can't. And that's the exact same thing for right. me with the Lord. How can I clean myself? How can I heal myself? There's no way I can. And, and God in his infinite love and mercy for us, he, he took me in my own filth and put his arms around me, around me. And he just said, that's my daughter. And I choose her and I'm going to clean her mm. and heal her and love her so and good. call her my own. And so um, that that chapter is my favorite because I just, I didn't know I was going to take that chapter in that direction, but it just, God just kind of downloaded it. And I wrote that, I wrote that entire chapter in probably an hour because it just came so quickly to mm. me, but it, and I sobbed while I was like, thank you, God, thank you, God, you know, as I was typing it. But yeah. um, but it was just such a precious picture of how God feels about me and all of us. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's talk about obedience for a minute and being obedient to the Lord. And I, I, I love the visual of Abraham when God told him, this is what I want you to do with your precious son, Isaac. And how the scripture says, and immediately he. I read that you know, this morning in Genesis. Yeah, it's a, it always gets to me because I'm like, man, Lord, right. help me to be obedient like Abraham, yes. where yeah. I will just step into what you've called me to, even if I'm tired, even if I'm hesitant, even if I am afraid, all of the even ifs, you know? And so I guess I want to know from you, what obedience has looked like these last 10 years post adoption and post going through that whole thing. I mean, I think any parent who's adopted would say just adoption period is not easy. And you brought in two more children to your family dynamic and they were already grown. And, and as we all know, we all have baggage, right. And no matter what age. And so well, how has obedience to the Lord played out over these last 10 years in your family? Uh, I would say after adopting our children, obedience has played out in me recognizing that my mindset about parenting had to shift and being obedient mm. to learn how to parent in different ways because mm. my children now all have different needs. And that's been, I think that's a daily obedience, even now, because I've got to really surrender myself to how God wants me to parent each one of my children. And I mentioned this in the book, even with our biological children, biological or adopted, we all come into this world sinners. We all come into this world broken. We all come into this world sick, and it is our job as parents to be conduits of the Lord's healing in their life. And that's mm. been a total paradigm shift for me. Is God? Mm. How do you how do you want to 
me to help in your healing process with them today. Mm-hmm. And that's been very uncomfortable for me at times because that's not how my flesh wants to parent. <laughs> my flesh wants to parent, shut up and do what I say. We're not going to talk about it. And sometimes that's appropriate, but most of the time it's not. And so that's me surrendering my flesh or dying to my flesh and surrendering to uh, the Holy Spirit and how he wants to work through me to provide healing for my kids every day. And so that's that's the obedience kind of on the parenting end. I've had to be obedient just, you know, with their schooling and just different needs that they have with um, academics or, or that type of thing. And, you know, where God wants that wants us to be, where he wants us to live. You know, we've had to be very obedient with moving our family across the country, being here in Dallas and then moving up to New York city. And then we were very obedient to move back when, um, when it, it just seemed crazy because we had only been there for four years, but we knew that God was calling us. So it's, it's being obedient when, you don't have all the answers and yeah and it doesn't and make it doesn't sense. always yeah. make sense exactly yeah i think we're all stubborn yeah we're all yes, very we all stubborn are. Well, we have loved talking to you about your book. I'm so excited for you. I'm thrilled. Can't wait to get my hands on it. So give us some information of where we'll be able to purchase it and all of that. It's available on Amazon. You can just search Stubborn Obedience or you can find a direct link through my website, which is heyhollynight.com. And that's hey as in hey girl, H-E-Y, hollynight.com. And uh, there's a link there and you can get it on Amazon paperback or Kindle. Yay. You are so professional. (laughs) You're an author. You're a mother. I mean, you are all things to all people. I'm a professional dishwasher. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, we love you, Holly. I love you guys. So excited for you. And Listeners, please get this book. I know it's going to be funny. It's going to be filled with truth. And I know it's going to bring you closer to the Lord, just um, all of her stories and then all the biblical references that will be there with it. Yeah, we're super excited. And it is, I'll have to say, there were several times, I cried several times, but I also laughed out loud a lot. Holly is just very engaging in her writing. And it was just, it was a hoot. Some of the times I'm like, oh my gosh, she did not just say that. And I did. And and there's several moments like that. And you did. And it's really funny and good and relatable. I'm not going to give it away, but the very first sentence of the book is quite shocking. It is. I agree. (laughs) I I just shock you right up front. It's good. It's good. So get your copy of Stubborn Obedience by Holly Knight. You won't be disappointed. Super excited about it for you. Congratulations. Thanks for coming on, Holly. We love you. Thank you. I love y'all. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network, and we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. 
And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydenham.org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast.